We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen. Now, in giving these instructions, I do not use you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. Keep going. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that, so you don't come together in the church, you come together as the church. I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part, I believe it, because Paul knew the Corinthians very well. For there must also be factions that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. He's, you know, rebuking them. For in eating, eating what? Each one takes his own Lord's Supper ahead of others. And one is hungry and another is drunk. On what? So, so what was happening is that the Lord's Supper, as it was designed, is actually a buffet. That's the way it is. It is spread out on the table. In our era, we'll say chaffing dishes, you know, to the edge or something. It was a serious meal. Serious meal. Because here's what Paul says, he says, the report he has received of the Corinthian church is that as soon as the Lord's Supper is set up, people just start eating ahead of others. People start dishing. They're not waiting for us to do it as a house. So that's what was going on in the church. Some was diving into the thing and another one was just concentrating on the, on the Lord's blood. <laughs> He's not interested in anything else, just the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. And he was just, so other people are immersing in the blood, others are, are sprinkling the blood. This guy is drunk in the blood, literally. And another is drunk. So it was this amount of debauchery in the Corinthian church when they came together to eat that was making them lax in their lives. And so some people were sick and some people were dying not because the communion was killing them spiritually but because when they came together the communion was supposed to remind them of what the Lord did. Now because they were not remembering what the Lord did they were not appropriating what the Lord did and so people were falling sick and people were dying. The same thing will happen to you today. If you don't appropriate and remember what the Lord did, when you're sick, you'll be, you die. The Lord didn't kill you for disobedience. You just didn't remember the Lord's death. Does that make sense? The communion has no power to kill. So it's food. You bless it and then as soon as you bless it, it now becomes 
blood and, and, and flesh. So once you touch it and it is, there's meet one sin. Rather than the blood cleansing your sin, it kills you. And you're back in the Old Testament. Can you see that? Is that clear? You're back in the Old Testament. Because the blood is for cleansing. Not for judging. So the view that sent the blood of Jesus against the blood of Jesus is not against anybody but the enemy. And the enemy is not your enemy in your village or your workplace. The enemy in your workplace is loved by the Lord. The same way you are loved by the Lord. With all the grief the enemy is giving you. That person is not God's enemy. So we must be careful to not make our enemies into God's enemies. So you are praying for the blood to kill you. Your enemy will not die. Because the blood was shed for your enemy. Covers your enemy to the same degree that it covers you. So you can't send the blood against someone. That gives you then the power to judge and to kill people. And you don't have that. So his own master, he stands or falls. Can you see what I'm saying? So you can't use the blood against. The blood, as far as humanity is concerned, the blood is for us. You know how Hebrews says we have come to the blood that speaks better things. Abel. Why does he say that? Because the blood of Abel cried for what? The blood of Jesus Christ for what? Forgiveness. Justification. Oh, that's beautiful. You have come to the blood that speaketh better things. Remember I told you how Christ is our better? The whole book of Hebrews is a book of better. Better covenant, better promises, better things, better priesthood, better law, better mediation, better blood. And this blood is not the kind that Abel's blood was an anti-type. Do you remember? Of the blood of Christ. Does that make sense? It was an anti-type of the blood of Christ. It showed us what the blood of Christ will not do. What it will reverse. And what Abel's blood did. Jesus' blood will be the answer to Abel's blood. That's why Jesus' blood speaketh better things. So the blood is not against any human. The blood is for every human. The blood is against the enemy. Does that make sense? Because, yeah, it's not, against, it's not against any human. The blood is for all of us. I was saying that Jesus loved his food and did not have issues admitting that he did. So if he downplayed food in the sense that he did not eat food, we'd have said, okay, what he meant, I have food that you know nothing of. It would have been easier to grasp. But, but this is somebody who was busy eating. Jesus was busy eating, right? House to house, pretty much. Yeah. Jesus enjoyed his parties, enjoyed his dinners, 
enjoyed his lunches. I mean, they got to Peter's mother-in-law's house and she said she had a fever. Jesus said it cannot happen. Healed her. Go and cook. Have you, have you read it? We came here to eat. And you're telling us that you are sick. No. Who is in the kitchen? Madas. It's like us going to see Mommy Thelma's in the house. And she says she's in the room. She's not well. Who we cook? Yeah. Well, no, she said one hog. See, house is very, very, very cheap. transmit grace right there because the proof of the visit is in the eating. Hallelujah. And Jesus tells them in John 4, I think it's in verse 31, no, 32 or so. He says, I, I have food to eat that you do not know. That then reminds us of what he also says to Satan in the temptation in Luke. A man shall not live by bread alone. So here was somebody who had no problem eating and drinking, telling his disciples that I have food to eat of which you do not know. How do, how do the modern translations put it? Are we stuck or? I have food to eat of which you do not know. And right there we see that Jesus' sustenance was not in what he was eating. Right? Jesus' preservation. Even his physical nourishment was not dependent on what he ate or drank. I have a kind of food you know nothing about. I have a kind of food. How does the message put this? He told them, I have food to eat you know nothing about. The Passion Translation, Jesus told them, don't worry about me. I have eaten a meal you don't know about. So here's somebody who enjoyed his food and enjoyed his drink, but his sustenance was not based on human supply. And if you're in his image and after his likeness, then your sustenance should not be based on that either. In other words, if we look at you and see that you have not eaten, you have a lot of growing up to do as a son of God. Because you have food that the world knows nothing about. And you should eat that food regularly. Because the Lord is your sustenance. The Lord is your preservation. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your feeder. So your joy, your, your, your stability, your consistency, your strength cannot be based on how much you slept at night. If you are alert in the day because you slept eight hours at night, you are still operating by the arm of flesh. If your confidence that you can go through the day is based on the fact that you slept all night, you're still operating in flesh. It's the Lord. Somebody says the Lord. So that's the reality of a believer. 
So that's the reality of the day. It's not to get up and just go. It's to know that every, everything is, is fueled, is catalyzed by the grace of God. Everything. Everything. Even the things you don't think about. The things you do without thinking. The things you do without... How many of you have left your house and you were at the street or probably in the cab and then you just had a flashback on whether or not you locked your house? Because sometimes you do it so subconsciously. If you drive, the same thing happens. Every now and then it happens with your car. You just, you've done stuff, you've locked the car, you're just like an octopus. And you cannot remember when you did it. You're probably on the phone, you're something, but it's, it's just become first nature. You just switched off stuff. You're, another one that happens a lot is you're not sure if you've switched off the cylinder of the gas. Yes. Yes. You know? yes. You're not sure. And sometimes you forgot, of course, it's not you. But, but then most times you went back and realized you actually did it. Yes. But you, you have no recollection of when you did. Even those things, and most importantly, those things. It's the Lord that energizes you. It's not human sense or human reasoning. Don't, don't cheapen them. Don't take them for granted. Because it's very easy for you to trust in flesh while not realizing that you are trusting in flesh. Do you understand what I just said? It's very easy to trust in flesh while all the while feeling spiritual. And that's the most dangerous one. You feel like you're walking in the spirit. You feel like you're spirit-led. But you have believed the leading of the spirit, the grace of God, from the everyday little things that you do. It's the Lord. Say it again, it is the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. And so I guess all, all the Lord is trying to do to us tonight is just to reawaken our consciousness to the far-reaching depth of his grace. Look, look what is done already. See how much is done already. And so here's the issue. Your eyes ought to be open to see. Yes. Your ears ought to be open to hear. Yeah. And then your mouth ought to be open to speak. Yeah. Because it's done so much. It's done so much. The things you do, sometimes you dress up, you have no clue until you finish dressing. Yeah. Sometimes you don't, you don't remember the color of undies you put on. Yes. You don't remember. You have to ask yourself... Remind yourself, or even check. And, and, and you don't realize that, man, like David said, I, I, I lay me down and I slept. I awoke, Psalm 3, I think verse 3, for the Lord sustained me. I lay me down and I slept and I woke, for the Lord sustained me. So even sleeping and waking is an expression of his sustenance. Eating and drinking and, and it's, it's the Lord. He designed you so. He keeps you so. It's the Lord. And once you, once you think in that light, you can never be ungrateful another day in your life. You can never successfully be ungrateful. You can never successfully question the Lord as though he has not done something for you. He's done so much. And, and most importantly, you will, you will not think of turning your back on him because you think he owes you. And he doesn't owe you. 
You're not, you're not even so much as think. He doesn't owe us anything. He's done everything. He's done everything. He's done everything. Everything. Is, is this helpful to anybody? He's done so much. So much. He keeps us. He sustains us. He looks after us. He protects us. He provides for us. He strengthens us. He literally wakes us up. Your alarm is not that powerful. The sun shining through your window is not that powerful. Ask the guy who didn't wake up. The sun shone through that room. Hmm? Noise happened in that compound. We give, we give a lot of godly credit to mundane things. We're not grateful. We're not. We're still growing in our awareness of how much God has done for us in Christ. You are, imagine that you're totally passed out. Because here's what happens. Every time you sleep, you die. Every time. That's why Paul says I die daily. Every time you sleep, you die. And the Lord wakes you up. So if you don't trust God, don't sleep. I understand how funny it sounds. But if you don't believe that the Lord has got your life in the palm of his hands, if you cannot trust him that no matter how bad it looks, he will see you through, don't sleep. Because the same person you are disbelieving and distrusting is the same person that you lay your life to every night when you sleep. And it's the same person that taps you awake in the morning. Same person. So even if, if he even abdicated your, your matter because you don't trust him, you'd be long dead and gone. Yes. Yes. If he took your words towards him seriously, you'd be dead. If you don't trust him, don't sleep. Because Rasta says, I lay me down and I slept and I awoke for the Lord. The Lord sustained me. Not because morning came. Everybody wakes up in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Yeah. No, the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Lord. In this house, we are a grateful house. We are grateful people. Yes. We don't need a Thanksgiving service to be grateful. You will not see it. You don't need a fixed day of every month to be thankful. No, be thankful always, 1 Thessalonians 5, for this is the will of the Father concerning you. The will of the Father concerning you is that you are thankful always. What verse is it? It's in 1 Thessalonians 5, all those punchline verses. 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God in Christ Jesus for you is that you give thanks in everything. At all times. So thanksgiving is a way of life for the New Testament believer. Are you listening? Yeah. We give a lot of godly credit. How was the triple? The road was not so bad from here to yours. I mean the driver was good. Right. The driver was very smooth. 
You know, by 6 p.m. we're in Lagos. You know, the driver could, man, he could just manipulate, maneuver his way. You know, I think we we had a good driver. The road was not so bad. Except the Lord build his house. Except the Lord watch the city. Somebody say the Lord. Is anybody getting this tonight? The Lord. Oh, the driver was good. But the surgeon was, surgeon was successful. The, the surgeon was very experienced. You know? Very experienced surgeon. He has cut open 300 people in his lifetime. He knows exactly where to cut. He just cut it. The incision, the incision was, was precise. Just, just cut it open. If not, if not for that doctor, I don't know what would have happened though. And, and these are believers talking. The Lord. The Lord. And once you train yourself every day to be responsive to his mercies, you realize how much they are. So much. So much. So much to be thankful for. So much. And then you stop giving away credit to mundane things. It's not them. You tell somebody to wake you up and sometimes you hit the pillow and it literally feels like you just hit it when it's morning. You lay on your bed at 11 o'clock. You hit the pillow. You, next time you stare at 6 a.m. And you spend the few minutes of your waking time arguing that it's not possible that it's morning. Has that happened to anybody? It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not remotely possible that I, I slept for seven hours. Sometimes you crash out in your work clothes or your school clothes. You're just there with your books or there with your bag and you just knock out. And you have no clue what happened in the world from when you slept to when you woke up. But the Lord sustained you. And you wake up and you can't even so much as mutter Thank you, Father. Very ungrateful. Very ungrateful. So I guess it, it, some, some, some measure of repentance is in order tonight. Yes. We're very ungrateful. We don't realize it. We're very ungrateful. And you know, the funny thing is Christians are the most entitled bunch of people. I've served you. I've joined the church. I've joined workers. Don't believe and I've done baptism. Pay my tithe. Give offering. What am I getting? I don't care if you kill everybody on earth who is my enemy. Just bless me. My father's house, kill them all. Is that what we pray? Name yes. is my mother's house, kill them all. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. My office, my boss, any person refusing me visa, kill them all. Just give me what I want. That's not the faith. So as far as the Christian is concerned, everybody else is dispensable. Except you. So the only one that has God, God belongs to only you. And God is on your payroll. He does whatever you like, whenever you like, however you like, to whomever you want. That's a familiar spirit. Even when he works for you. Do you understand what I said? That's a demonic spirit. It's not God. 
Even when that, that force answers you and kills somebody, it's not God. Because the thief steals, kills, and destroys. The enemy tries to find who to devour. I've said over and over that the only thing that is more terrible apparently than God not answering your prayer is the devil coming to answer it on his behalf. The devil giving you what you requested for in Jesus' name. Because you knew that you, you like I, I saw a, a, an artwork, if anybody we in this place, Ogun will fire you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Has anybody seen that? <laughs> Ogun, in bracket, the God of thunder. If anybody peace here, Ogun, God of thunder, will fire you in Jesus' name. Isn't that what we do when, when we pour all those libations in traditional marriages and stuff? Say, so this is for the ancestors. We sanctify this gene in the name of Jesus. You, and ancestors, this is your own. You've not experienced it before. You know? Fathers and sisters who are dead, this is your own. Gene that was just sanctified in, in the name of Jesus. So the average Christian, nobody is indispensable. Everybody else can die. If you're the only one on the earth, you'll be fine. Just kill every, everybody that's standing in, in the way of my progress. Just kill them. Wipe them dead. Fire them. What are you waiting for? Fall down. Die. Because the blood could not have possibly died for you. It's not possible. The blood of Jesus, you're not qualified for it. Because we now that are telling you to die, we qualified for our own blood. That's why Christ died for us. Because of where we are, we are the ones that qualify for the blood because of our church or our geo. We run the blood cartel. <laughs> sure, you get the blood cartel. How the blood is dispensed, who the blood is dispensed to, how many liters of blood each person gets, the expiry date of that blood that you get. What you do with the blood, what we can do with the blood if you don't use it, or if we change our mind or you fall out of favor, we, th- we run the blood cartel. You mess up, we retract the blood from you, and we're going to fire you in Jesus' name. <laughs> and so the other is the average Christian, very entitled. And it's, it's demonic. Son of God. It can't be from the same God that tells you to esteem your neighbor more highly than yourself. Do not see yourself as highly as you ought to. But esteem others more highly than yourself. And it's, it's not, it's, it cannot be consonant. It cannot be consistent. It cannot make sense. That's not the nature of God. That's not the nature. It's never been the nature of God. It's not the nature of God. So we're very entitled. We just, just be here. Yeah, Lord, feed me. You died for it. Wake me. You died for it. Dress me. You died for it. That's not the attitude of a believer. It's one of gratitude. One of gratitude. One of so much gratitude. You, you come boldly. You take boldly. And each, each time you, you take, you are thankful that it's there for you to take. Each time you're thankful that it's there for you to take. But you keep taking and you keep thanking as you take. Keep thanking as you take. Because he's done so much. If, if you were able to have the eyes of your understanding open. To see how much God has done. You will never ask for anything else again. 
The things that you think are a big deal are nothing. Do you know how much goes into waking you up in the morning? You know how much goes into that? You don't even know how it works. Your eyes just stare. Sometimes your eyes feel like they don't want to open. Has that happened before? Your eyes feel like they're temporarily glued to each other. And you, you. And then eventually you sort of open your eyes. Have you ever thought of how that works? If your will was involved, if your effort were involved, it is the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's a non-negotiable. Or giving thanks always in all things to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Were there not ten? Where are the other nine? There's an expectation. He expected thanksgiving for what he did. He is in order to expect your gratitude. Yes. He deserves it and so he demands it. He deserves it. So he demands it. He's in order to expect you to show gratitude for what he's done. Because he should have treated it casually. I said, wait, 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 not ten. Where, where are the nine? So Paul picks on this in, in, in his epistles. In every single one, he encourages, admonishes, instructs, commands the church to give thanks. For this is the will, the expectation of the Father concerning you in Christ. So thanks receiving on God's part is his will for you in Christ. It's part of what he saved you in Christ to do. Do you understand? He expects your thanksgiving. He has no qualms receiving your thanks. You should have no problem giving it. No problem. It's an expectation. Where are the other nine? There were 10. So make it a lifestyle. God is expecting it. Everything is like, bro, where are the other nine? Because you can easily get into a default life for you. You know, Nigerians, we can easily get desensitized to the point where a robbery can be going on next door. As long as it's not your compound, you're fine. You can sleep. Fire is burning next door. It's not your house. You're all right. That's how desensitized we are to the point where we even fail to respond to God. That's a Nigerian attitude. That's a Nigerian attitude. Very entitled. But when you, when you needed that 1,000, it was 1 million to you. Yes. You begged, you cried, you asked for understanding, you asked for us to bear with you, you did everything. And then when the tables turn, you are nasty, you are ungrateful, you are arrogant, you are full of... It's a Nigerian thing. It's not of God. It's not of God. And if, if we're not deliberate about it, we'll end up becoming like everybody else. And we miss the culture of the kingdom. But in this house, we, in this house, are the culture of the kingdom. And thanksgiving is a crucial element of the kingdom culture. Gratitude. Acknowledgement of all God is and all he's done for us. Can we be thankful to him one more time? Just open your mouth in your understanding. 
in your understanding. Just thank him. Thank him like he sat right next to you. Yeah? Don't, don't be religious about it. Don't close your eyes. Thank him like he sat right next to you. Just thank him with a smile. Thank him like you know he can hear you because he can. He can. Just talk to him like you would talk to your, your friend or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife or your, or your lover or your, or your father or your mother. Just, just really, because he can hear you. He can. He can. He can. We are grateful people in this house. We are grateful people. We thank you for your loving kindness, for the many things we take for granted. The many things that we fail to attribute to your grace. We take time out tonight to just thank you. We thank you for ignoring our foolishness. <laughs> thank you for ignoring our nonchalance. We thank you, Father. Thank you. You are good and indeed your mercy is forever. We are grateful to you for taking us out, the cabs, the vehicles, the taxis, the lectures, the hospitals, the public toilets we use, crunchies that we go and use a toilet we don't know who has been there before us, and, and spar, and, and rails that we touch, and with all the germs, and all the bacteria, and everything that's up in the air, and we just, we just inhale, and exhale, and Thank him like he sat right next to you. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.